Hey everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed, the cat is in her room, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast mini episode. <laughs> it just says mini, just say mini. On this Family Tree Podcast mini, episode eight. Perfect. <laughs> What's wrong? I don't know. You're. <laughs> that was hard to do. I was uh, having a, I hate the term brain fart. I hate it so much. What? other term is there that's that means the same thing as brain fart but that isn't brain fart alex we have a jam-packed episode today we don't have no time for this <laughs> bit <laughs> not to put it down normally i mean i would i would talk about this for way too long but we have a caller today we do have a caller coming up in about 15 minutes i'm really excited she is our next door neighbor and we have not really spoken to her other than the you know polite hi and bye but she is a nurse and she is working on the front line. So we're going to get her perspective of what's going on. So I'm really excited for that. I actually have interacted with her more than you. Why? Well, in the mornings when I leave for the bus. Right. Uh, or take out the garbage, rather. On uh, what, When's our garbage day? Wednesday? Wednesdays. She catcalls me. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's probably listening to this. She's going to hate you now. <laughs> I was way too excited for that joke. Let's see what else we got here. Topic-wise. Um, the chalkboard. Oh, I wanted to talk about the chalkboard with Lucy today. Right. So you did what influencers in the wild would have loved to have seen, which is, one, you did a totally fake Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> so... So just to be thirsty for likes, you pretended that you were having this nice message on our porch that says to the people, uh, hey, life's a taco, but don't crumble or something. What did it say? What? You can't say that? You? I can't reveal that? Come on. Yeah, to a degree, but... What, what do you... <laughs> You, your heart was in the best place, but the fact is our chalkboard's too flimsy to be on our porch. I know. So we, you wanted to do it. Uh, okay, so I am exaggerating a little bit. Alex had every intention in the world of having the chalkboard out there. However, it became very apparent that the chalkboard could not sustain yeah. any wind or anything. So we... <laughs> tried to set up this photo shoot with Lucy to act like, oh, look at what our cute daughter drew on the chalkboard. This inspirational message, which was... It, okay, it was, it's okay to fall apart. Tacos crumble and we still love them. Yeah, it's fine. Right, uh, it's cute. And then, <laughs> but Lucy obviously was having none of it, didn't want to hold the chalk. Yeah. So we took her off the porch and we thought maybe she'd want to... On the driveway. We took her off. <laughs> I can t I can say Sorry. that part. So we took her off the porch and we took her to the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> you have to punch in for that part. You say driveway so much better than me, Alex. <laughs> Hard time tonight. And then when we're setting up the photo, I'm obviously behind Alex trying to do the goofy faces. Alex taking the photo, but the chalkboard falls completely over on top of Lucy, knocks her over. Essentially flattens her like a pancake. <laughs> but luckily, this, this chalkboard is so light. Although it looked like she was killed instantly, she was she survived and was totally fine and laughing and did this It was awesome like tumble. a fly ran into her face and hit her and that was all that had happened. 
But the initial reaction from Shane and I was, oh my god, Lucy! And I can only imagine, we have a lot of old neighbors on our street and they just like to watch everything out their windows. So I can only imagine what was going through their minds when they are watching from the inside of their windows well, and seeing the chalkboard falling upon Lucy. All I think about anytime we're out there doing something stupid for Instagram yeah. is influencers in the wild. Oh my gosh. And if we had been caught doing that, we would have been on the We would have page. gone viral. 100% because it looked hilarious. And it's a good time to go viral because everybody's at home. So it's like you're extra viral. <laughs> just, just something's <laughs> funny about saying good time to go viral during the corona outbreak. <laughs> um, but that, that was uh, very funny slash embarrassing if anybody did witness it. And yeah, I, I, I kind of felt bad for Lou. But truly, if the thing was gonna hurt her it wouldn't have been flimsy enough to fall in a small gust of wind true uh i am proud of lucy's ability to take a fall though because she had another amazing tumble on the driveway the other day oh my gosh i forgot where we were playing basketball and she ran to get the ball like uh get the rebound but she stepped on the ball and totally flipped over and the most beautiful tumble ever Again, looked like she would have been dead, but she was totally fine. Honestly, when that happened, my heart fell into my stomach and I felt like I was going to throw up because I was sure that I saw her neck turning the wrong way. Like, I was awful. And you think, oh, like, you have to watch your child. But for this tumble, I was right there. It's just she fell in an instant. So I guess the, the takeaway is, Kids are going to fall, and not a lot of kids just die from a common fall. I guess they are so low to the ground that, you know, like we can't, be, we can't be too upset with ourselves. Yeah, you, you can't let it weigh on you too heavily, uh, especially if you are doing what you can. Because I consider myself hyper paranoid about a fall. Mm-hmm. But we have, we dropped her down the stairs once. She did the... Like, <laughs> we didn't like, drop her. She... <laughs> She was climbing stairs and there were six adults around her and she still somehow managed to fall down like three steps. Yeah, it was a situation where every adult thought that another one. adult had her. Yeah, so there can be danger in too many adults guarding one child. <laughs> oh, one thing that you mentioned to me today was that, so I mentioned to Shane how, oh man, you know, we put in our grocery order on Monday and it's not going to arrive until sunday so that's almost a full week and at this point like tonight when i was cooking dinner i had to kind of ration out our beef for the tacos so i did maybe half the amount of beef that i'd normally do and then i was frying up some black beans to just try to you know give it a little padding and it's because we are starting to run low on groceries and we're not getting them for what three three days almost Mm -hmm. four days so shane mentioned that he likes running low and he likes being in the moment where we're scrounging and scavenging in our own drawers to make it work something fun about it i don't know what it is i'd obviously hate if we were starving or going hungry but as it is kind of being scrappy and you know thinking on our feet and making different concoctions there's something fun and feels like we're camping within our own home it does well we have i think that's the whole idea behind camping yeah Yeah. we have a lot of food right now but it's not typically food that we're used to preparing because it's all in different ingredient they're all different ingredients like it's not like a nice easy 
one pan meal with fresh veggies or something it's like we have rice or couscous or some other weird grain and then we've got beans i've got five cans of kidney beans i don't know what the hell to do with those things why'd you buy so many kidney beans because if we were going to be stranded without any food beans are a good source of nutrition Mm. do you know what happens with beans the more you eat the more you do yeah uh oh. You thought brain farts were our biggest problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we have so many beans. Uh, and luckily, we have a follower. She is a much, Michael Much follower, came over to this family tree and is wonderful and actually gave me a link today to a website and it said 25 different uses for beans. And it's like, 25 recipes for pantry beans so <laughs> I, would have deduced, I would have deduced that from the title <laughs> <laughs> actually hold well just you're can, not going to go through bean recipes no right no, now, no no right? i just got to show you the the cover of this article because it's very funny but shane you're not much of a camper guy are you no but i like the idea of it right i understand camping more being in this situation because I get the appeal. Okay, I'm going to put this up so everybody can see it. But it says, think you don't like beans? These 25 recipes will make you love them. <laughs> and then this is the first picture. I am I am excited about it, but it's hilarious looking. Yeah, what does that look like? <laughs> it looks like a very low meatloaf. It looks like just like a bean pie yeah. with hot sauce on it. Yeah. But I bet it's yummy. Anyhow, I was excited about that. So should we get to calling Monica and talking about what it's like on the front lines? Sure. Okay. Let's let's call Monica and see what she's saying. Hey, Monica. Hey, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking our call. This is Alex and Shane from This Family Tree Podcast or your next door neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, we've been really anxious to talk to you. Uh, you do have to kind of give a... A, a little spiel at the beginning of this conversation, correct? Yeah, it, it was basically just um, whatever we say today, it doesn't represent any of my hospital organizations or the nursing organizations, um, but I'm still super excited to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I was at the hospital today myself, and it was incredibly eerie and quiet, and I had to wait outside for a half hour before oh I could even go in because of the screening. However, that did make me feel so much more comfortable. I was just curious what it's like, you know, behind the scenes for you guys. Well, it's definitely eerie. That's that's a word I would use. It's Right now, it's almost like a calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that there's not too many people in the emergency department because everyone's so scared to come to the hospital because of COVID. So we just know like there's always talk of how hard we're going to get slammed. Um, so it's right now it's kind of just preparing for what's going to happen. So when you see the news and it's talking about how bad hospitals are right now, you aren't that hospital and it's not that bad where you're working yet. No. And, um, I think yet is the key. (laughs) I personally, I think it would be such a pleasant surprise if I don't get it. Like I mm-hmm. am fully expecting to get it at some point just because of, just because of the shortages of um, protective equipment that this whole country and a lot of other places as well is facing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> I, I was just confirming if, like, you hear in different sectors, like, people are slammed, they're running out of these respirators, but it's not like that where you in particular are working. Yeah, it's it's not like that um, right now at all. Um, but we are taking a lot of precautions for it. And that's why I think socially distancing is so important. Because if, if we don't get like that, that means it's working, right? right. Absolutely. And you hmm. said you yourself, you, you, you would predict uh, that you're probably going to end up with it. Now, have you reconciled that? And what's your fear level like? I'm just kind of accepting it at this point. And I mean, uh, I'm, I'm fairly young and I know it does touch everybody and you never really know what what's going to happen and whatnot. But I think I'm more afraid of people in the community who don't adhere to socially distancing. And I'm just scared for everybody else more than I'm scared for myself at this point. Right. And also the percussions of... A lot of people don't think of what COVID can do to a hospital organization yeah. and just the healthcare system in general, right? Mm -hmm. So I actually work on a cardiovascular unit and let's say if you have a heart attack and um, we have these wonderful life-saving measures, we can literally bring you back to life. But if we don't have the staff or the room or the means to get you there in time, right, because uh, the hospital is so over, like, there's such a huge influx of these COVID patients, like people aren't thinking about that side mm -hmm. of it as well. Wow. And how long, if you do have any prediction, would you say this would last? Um, this is just completely my opinion, but mm -hmm. God, I would think a couple of months. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how far the social distancing is going to go. I think it's a great thing and until there is, we see the numbers start to come down or if they find some sort of vaccine or whatnot. It's a great thing. Uh, obviously, it's, it's such a huge change in lifestyle, but I think it, it can... It can definitely take a couple of months. So you live right beside us and we all live uh, close to the Wentworth Street stairs. So Shane and I have talked on this podcast before about how we like to run up and down the escarpment stairs for a workout. Obviously avoiding that right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've been packed. Have you seen the people there? Yes, I have. <laughs> Every day. What are, your, what are your thoughts when you see people like that? Yeah, I, that's not really socially distancing at all. Um, people think if you can just kind of go out and be by yourself and do it by yourself, then that's okay. But like, I think it's about six feet they're asking for. And I've done the stairs quite a bit myself. And oh, you're like half a foot away from people. I can feel them sweating. Yet they sweat on you. Yeah. In the amount of breathing that you're doing, yes. you're inhaling way more of people's um, skin cells, I would think. Than <laughs> oh, sure. The yeah. Sweat droplets. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you run up the stairs, you get so tired, you just have to like grab onto the bar. Mm -hmm. you know? So in in the hospitals, like the, the people in charge, I don't know the politics of hospitals and how they work or anything like that. But are they setting you guys up for, like, I know you're doing a lot of prep. But are they kind of speaking like it's an optimistic situation or kind of doom and gloom? Um, I think they're trying to keep everybody's hopes up for sure. Like going into it fearful is probably not the best thing. So the the last thing they want to do is have everybody scared, everyone calling in mm -hmm. sick. 
um, just fighting them on every little thing. And there's just still so much research to be done around it. So you hear one thing and the next day it's something else. So one thing that my hospital is doing, which is great, is every day and sometimes multiple times a day, they'll just give updates, constant updates um, on any new things that they find out. And, And have you heard anything recently in terms of pregnant women getting it? I I actually don't know anything specifically to pregnant women, but I know that one of um, my good coworkers, uh, she's pregnant and she actually uh, took the time off at this point. She's pretty close. I think she was about seven or eight months. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was planning on working up until like a a week or two before, like, but she, she did make the decision to kind of hang back at this time. Um, So we were watching CNN actually before we called and there was a doctor from, from one of the New York hospitals where they're, of course like incredibly hard hit and she was saying that it's hard to hear the government talking about how oh we'll be okay we'll be okay when on the front lines they are seeing everything firsthand and it takes such a toll on them not just physically because they're there for you know incredibly long hours but mentally and they don't feel like they have the supports that they need so where we seem to be a little bit more prepared Do you guys have like supports in place to help if you had to see a lot of like deaths in a day and things like that? Like, are there supports in place for that? Yeah, they actually are. Um, I I can't remember the specifics of it, but I do remember an email going out specifically talking about the mental health of the hospital workers and um, any kind of medical workers. Uh, because you're right on the front lines, as you said, and I'm sure you're going to be faced with a lot of ethical dilemmas, and it it does take a toll on your body, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, last question. I was just wondering, how are we as neighbors? (laughs) Just like in general? Yeah, like what do you think? (laughs) Oh, you guys are the best. I remember when um, my boyfriend and I, like, uh, he was living with me for a while, and we we were in love with you guys. <laughs> we were like, you guys are the cutest, most perfect <laughs> every couple, and <laughs> and not just that, like, even your house, too. <laughs> so you're not yeah. kept up by Lucy crying at night. I never hear a thing. <laughs> okay. So we would get five stars? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, we're going to give you the five stars right back then. Reciprocate. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, Monica, thank you so, so much uh, for coming on and kind of giving us an update, a behind the scenes look. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It was my pleasure. See you guys later. All Definitely right. Take stay care. safe. Bye, Monica. Bye. Thanks. All right. Good call. So, the best call, just knowing that we have a five star rating. Yeah, don't you feel good just knowing that she doesn't hate us? Knowing that she doesn't hate us is great. And then also, just like the extra positivity. Makes yeah. you feel even better. She's nice. It's good. I feel better about saying hi to her now. <laughs> <laughs> what, did she scare you after that cat call? No, the cat call is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, if you're listening, I made a joke earlier that you were cat calling me, which of course is a joke. But yeah, so I guess we're going to wind down on this episode, but I just want to see how you're doing so far. This is, you just informed me, our two-week anniversary of being quarantined. Yes. And how are you holding up? Tonight. It's funny. I'm surprised. Surprisingly, well, it does not feel like it's been two weeks. And I mean, this is not going to stores, not seeing anybody. Two weeks that we've all been home from work, home from daycare, not going out. And I haven't even left the house in the last two days because 
but you had two doctor's appointments in a row, so we didn't have time to do our morning workout. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm really emotional. Anyone who's listening to the pod already knows that. <laughs> but other than that, like I feel, I feel so great. I really like the routine we're in. Mm-hmm. We're getting a lot done at home, and uh, it's so nice to see Shane throughout the day, even though he's working. Like it's so nice to be able to well I have so much more time it's literally four hours minimum more a day that I have to do whatever I want because that's how bad the commute is to Toronto and life like so many people are like just like who live in Toronto are like oh this is hell and I really feel for those people I have so much sympathy but for me like how bad must that commute be if I'm preferring this lifestyle, which I'm thinking is amazing? Obviously, we have more space, and that's the the key yeah. factor that uh, being in an apartment right now, I can't even imagine, must be unbearable. Uh, but anyway, I'm loving it up here. doesn't make me uh, feel great about some of my friends who aren't having a good time, but... If I forget about those people, compartmentalize it, this is kind of a fun time for me. Selfishly? Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. It's selfishly (laughs) because we got to think about everybody here. Anyway, thank you for listening to This This Family Family Tree Tree Podcast Podcast Mini, Mini. Episode 8.